podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. So last time Jenny and I met, we actually recorded a little bit of an evergreen segment about sweaters, which we will play after this, but we were together and we thought we would do a little update because I think our knitting mojo is returning. Well, the weather finally turned and now it's cold. <laughs> Jenny, yeah, let's, 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 take a page, <laughs> let's take a page from the Yarniacs who always talk about what uh, they are wearing. So Jenny, what are you wearing? I'm wearing my Portland pullover. Yay, it's so gorgeous. It's so Whooshy, the Cormo, and the cables, and now I'm petting Jenny. Oh my gosh. I know. Every time I break the sweater out, I just want to buy more Elsa wool. It's amazing. I could see why you would want to do that. I, I just love this little Waves of Honey cable. And okay, so what kind of gauge did you really get on this? Uh, I got like four. Four? Okay. Um, I was talking recently to Christine at Verb about uh, the Bodega Pastures yarn, mm-hmm. which is a locally grown and dyed um, yarn. Beautiful heathers. Beautiful heathers. And I had this beautiful lavender purple heather. Um, and I was talking to her about how to use it. And we were talking about the Hallett's Ledge sweater. Oh, yeah. I believe that's a twist collective pattern. Yeah. And she was saying that she wants to knit it in Blackstone Tweed, which I think is a great match. And I said, well, what do you think about Bodega Pastures? And she thinks that it's going to knit up at more like three or three and a half stitches per inch. It is a very fluffy yarn. I'm going to have to just swatch it and see yeah. um, see what, where things are going. I, I just also want to comment that I am a pure explosion <laughs> of knitwear today. I met Jenny, and I went in to get my coffee at Phil's, and this woman goes, oh, man, you look so cozy. <laughs> and I am wearing uh, I'm wearing my uh, Acer cardigan, Amy Christopher's, in uh, Miss Babs, Yeah, so what a skein. I'm wearing my Zuzu's Petals uh, cowl, which I think I said last time is one of my favorite accessories of all time, and this is in the sunset colorway of Malabrigo Rios. And then I was also wearing my Work Plus Shelter uh, hand warmers the, out of uh, Verb for Keeping Warm Merino Silk, which is a discontinued yarn in the Thrush colorway. And just for good measure, I brought um, <laughs> this hat that Jenny made out of uh, Dream and Color Classy. And I can't remember what this pattern is. I knit it too. It's I knit like it for a John. Shadow cable. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I'll look it up. I can't remember what this is called, but I had made it for John, and Jenny then made it for me in uh, Dream and Color. I made mine in Knightsbridge. It, um, anyway, so just for good measure, I had that just in case. It was that gold. <laughs> um, and I even got my kid to wear some knitwear on the way to preschool this morning. He put on the Tubi hat, which is a woolly warm head pattern that I knit out of some hand spun while I was pregnant, and I remember thinking... This isn't going to fit this kid until he's like four. It doesn't fit him last year even, so he's got a pretty big noggin. But he calls it his owl hat because when you put it on, the tubey points, and it looks like he has little uh, owl tufty ears. So it's a little bit of a knitwear day. So we're back knitting. And Jenny, you've finished a couple of things. Yeah. I finally just kind of put down my big projects Mm -hmm. and decided to – Get in the single skein September spirit. Mm-hmm. So I knit the um, Simple Pleasures hat. It's a mm-hmm. pearl bee pattern mm-hmm. out of some really old jade sapphire, cashmere silk, and a kid silk haze. Held together. Held together. And it turned out really 
fluffy. It's very cute. It is. It's really sweet. And, and then, then I made, and then I used the leftovers for a little kid's hat. And then I made the bandana. another pearl bee mm-hmm. pattern, the bandana cowl, out of um, Lisa Souza Lassa in mm. the sour ball colorway. It is gorgeous, but it took you two skein, a little it bit less than two. It two took skein. like one and a quarter. Yes, it. I remember I made mine out of Malabrigo twist, and I had enough of the second ball left over to make a pair of basic hand yeah. warmers. Um. So that's what you finished. I finished since we last spoke. I finished the the hand warmers, the work plus shelter, um, and I really like them. I actually thought they'd be a gift, but they, I kind of made them small, and so I'm like, oh well, they only fit my hands. <laughs> um, so, but I like them. This is actually my, this is their inaugural wearing. Um, so um, I like it. It's it's knit flat and sewn together. Really pretty quick pattern. It's great for this yarn. It's gorgeous. Good for biking. Good for biking, which is what I did today. Although uh, I found that I need mittens. Really? Because my fingers get cold. <laughs> I like having the fingers free. And these go up pretty far. They go, I would say, past the knuckle. Mm, just to the knuckle. Mm-hmm. They could even go up further. I could I could stand to have something that went just past the knuckle. I think uh-huh. would be perfect. And the other thing I finished was the Harmony Shawl by Judy Marples. Which is so pretty. It's really pretty. I knitted in Thea Fingering, which is a merino cashmere silk from Becoming Art in the Drink Me colorway. And um, I brought it with me so I could sew in the ends. So when I get home this afternoon, I can start the blocking process. It's... Later, I already went to the birthday party for the intended recipient, but she doesn't know that I'm giving her this, so it's still, I, I love that surprise, and she was sort of a no-gift, so it's kind of nice to give it to her afterwards. <laughs> I, I also just finally sewed in the ends of a project that I have had finished for months, which is the debaser shawl, and it's Which a, turned out great. It's knit in a yarn from A Girl on the Rocks. It's also a merino silk in the Aperol colorway, which is a really bright orange. And it's a very small shawl that's uh, ribbed, and so it's all textural. It's not really any... It's very little laciness to it. Did you block your grandma's shawl? Not yet. That so is the third like thing three I, things things I need to block. To block yeah. I'm actually thinking that's my... This afternoon, my goal is to get those towards blocking and to cut out the fabric for Adrian's Halloween costume. Ooh, what's it going to be? I didn't tell you the story. Uh-uh. So I explained Halloween to him and I said, you know, <laughs> kids get to dress up and you can be whatever you want. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's fun. Um, and I said, do you think, you know what you might want to dress up like? And he like paused and he looked around and he goes, a cow. And he's been completely, like, stuck on this. And right. I think because I keep telling the story and he hears me, he's like, oh, mom thinks this is amusing. So um, I have a costume, a handmade costume and of a tiger, and I'm just using that. I traced from the outside of that, and uh-huh. I'm just going to cut the pieces from that. And I found some uh, spotted cow fabric at the uh, at uh, the thrift store. And so and I found two one-yard pieces so i think i have enough for the body and then i make a little hood and john's gonna make him horns we're pretty excited but john is a little worried he's not gonna want to actually dress up when it comes down to it and that halloween might be too scary this year he's really into talking about what's scary well what about sitting on your porch handing out candy i think sitting on your porch 
eating candy is going to be what the appeal is. Yeah. So I think I also mentioned that you get candy when you dress up. I think I think yeah. it's going to be a success in the yeah. end. So, um, so but I, I've finished a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I'm moving on, and I am being a good knitter and swatching for three different projects that I wanted to mention. So one, I think I mentioned in our later segment, is the chalet sweater by Stephanie Glavick McDonald. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice V-neck cardigan, patch pockets. And I haven't bought the pattern yet, but I think I'm going to, the one thing I'm going to change is I'm going to do the pockets as inset pockets. So I'll knit them in and then do the back because they look to me to be sewn on, but maybe I'm, I'm reading the pictures wrong. And I am swatching in Ming for that. And oh, that's going to be so soft. I know, I'm pretty excited. So I just, I need to see if I can get Gage. And I can't remember if Gage is 19 or 20, but I think I, I, I have a swatch of Ming. I have no idea what size needle I knitted on, where <laughs> I got 18. So I need to, I think I probably need a five or a six to get, uh, to get 19 or 20. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It is a uh, color five, which ranges from a brown to a purple. Um, mine is definitely more on the brown, like raisiny brown mm-hmm. side. The other project I'm swatching for is a um, Julie Weisenberger pattern called Bell, Coco Knits Bell. And Bell is, it's a newer pattern, but I had seen it a couple of months ago and um, saw people trying it on at the very first seam allowance kind of kickoff party. And it is... Um, a tube basically that you knit so that's very wide so like the medium is 62 inches in circumference and so you knit the this tube and then at the bottom you for the bottom you make um on one side like say it's on the left of the of the knitting you make ribbing for the the body opening and on the right side of the knitting at the top you leave it open for this boat neck and when you put it on because they're on opposite ends the sleeves happen the sleeves come from the top i believe yeah you and i read the directions for the sleeves and it was really i couldn't understand it i decided i'm just going to knit the tube for now and then i'll (laughs) cross that bridge when i when i get there (laughs) but it creates this beautiful bias and i tried on a small and a medium and i actually liked the way the medium fit it was a little long so i'm going to make it a little bit shorter and it just has a really neat shape to it so i have two skeins of mad tosh pashmina in twig and i think it could be a really nice cozy and i think if i make it shorter i could even wear it you know with a skirt to work I have to wear something under because I'll probably get hot and have to take it off. But um, one thing you're gonna need when you make bell mm-hmm. is a cape because <laughs> you go over it. You won't be able to put your your arms in sleeves. Here's my thing: is that on certain days of the week, I like get picked up from work and I get a ride home from work. Okay. That's the day I wear bell. Okay, so no I don't have to wear a cape. Yes, you do. Jay's <laughs> just justifying how she needs to knit a cape. <laughs> and the third thing I'm swatching for is a sweater for Adrian. And I know that we went through this heartbreak last fall, but I do think it's not going to happen this time. I think he's more excited about things that my, that I make. He's very proud of the backpack that he carries around. And he, it's going to be a softer yarn. Yes, and it is. I think the sweater I've chosen is called. Um, I want to grow old with you. It's um, Jenny Weeby is the designer, and she has designed a few kids' items. And it is, um, 
it's not going to have be kids. So I was really? trying to tell Jenny where it is. It's there if you scroll. Oh, there it is. Yeah, grow old with me is what it's called. Sorry, not, um, Jenny Weeby, and it is a shawl collared cardigan that has optional color work. So in the original, there are stripes, but somebody has done it with argyle, and someone else did it with like this um, ocean wave pattern, and um, it's just really cute. And I'm going to knit it in Shellridge Farm. Uh, which is a nice uh, super wash soft yarn. Oh Isn't that boy cute? And I have a brown color, and then I have, you can either choose peacock or like a an apple lime green for the contrast color, or maybe both if I want to. I haven't really gotten that far. But I swatched, and I think I have a good gauge. I think the gauge is 20 stitches, and I, I got that on size 6 needles with a Shellridge Farm. So the, the thing here is, though, all three of these sweaters – are going to be brown. So I'm like headed into a world of brown. I've got a blue sweater, a yellow sweater. And another kind of yellow sweater. Oh, God. Okay, one, we won't bring that it That one doesn't count. So let's talk about Pimlico, which <laughs> I discovered. My, my memory of Pimlico in Boston, at Boston, Baltimore, is that there's a racetrack. Okay. In Baltimore called Pimlico. There's also some place in Australia called Pimlico. So there's a double Tracy Ullman association. She was making a John Waters film in ba- Baltimore. She's from Australia. Non-mystery huh. solved. So how, where are you with that? I am in the home stretch of finishing the giant rectangle you have to make before mm-hmm. you pick up the zillions of stitches for the collar. Um, so it's just... It's just... It's just back and forth in this eyelet pattern. And, you know, thank God there's this eyelet pattern because I feel like having a pattern actually makes the knitting go faster. I do, too. you can measure your progress based on how many pattern repeats you Mm -hmm. do. And it's less mind-numbing than stuck in a head. (laughs) Well, when you get stuck in a head and you're measuring, there's always that moment where you're like, oh, I only have five more inches left. And then you knit for an hour and then you're like, oh, I still have five inches left. (laughs) How did that happen? Yeah, totally. Um, I noticed that when I was knitting the Harmony shawl that the patterned rows went faster than the pearl back rows, even though I didn't have to think about the pearl back rows when I'm on the pattern rows. I seem to, because of the repeat, you're like, do, 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 yeah. one repeat, do, 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 two repeats. So. I think you're mentally just more excited to like see something emerging. You know, like this a pattern This is not giving emerging. me a whole lot of hope for my three stockinette projects that I'm just watching for. <laughs> But I'm hoping, like, <laughs> for Belle, because it's all in the round, I can just sit, that could just, like, sit next to the television. Right. And that's what I do there. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. So we did, uh, like we said, the next segment is about sweaters, but we received a pattern collection from Judy Marples, and since I just talked about um, her Harmony Shawl, we thought we would talk about this new collection she's released. Um and Judy, great for fall knitting. Great for fall knitting. Judy has designed a number of shawls, and we talked about her last time. She's a friend of the podcast, and um, she's actually even donated a copy of this as for a giveaway. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But we just want to talk about this collection a little bit. Yeah, it's the Urban Forest Knits um, collection, and it's hats, cowls, mitts. And scarves, mm-hmm. basically. One kind of, well, t- two hats, right? Yeah. A cowl, a m- set of mitts, and a scarf. Right. And um, the hats 
I think Jenny and I are especially find adorable. There is um, there there's an urban forest hat which it's is like a larger cable motif. Yeah, it's kind of this blown up cable, and it's knit I think on a worsted weight yarn, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a cashmerino worsted that it's knit in as the example, and it just has this scrumptious plump yumminess to it. I just I really love the way that that cable looks i, I want to and it's pretty unisex it looks good mm-hmm. it has, um, she has it shown on a man a woman and on a child and i think it would be great for that spare uh skein of malabrigo worsted you might have in your right. stash and then the next pattern is the hollyburn hat which i love and it's like a lace pattern that looks like a cable pattern and it's knit and fingering weight. And there's a tiny bit of, I think, what I would say is optional color work for the ribbing band. Mm-hmm. But it's cute. I like that the, um, every other row, the pearl stitches are done in a different color. So it looks almost like a ribbon is running through it without mm-hmm. having the fussiness of a ribbon running through it. Right. Um, and that is knit, I think, in a... Cashmerino sock. Oh, but then it also says sample shown in contrast color with a cashmerino worsted. I think... The, that's just the color stripe. Okay, so you can do that in a worsted. So that you can just use a little scrap of something that you have. Right. Fantastic. Um, the next pattern is a cowl. That's a textured cowl. It's very waffly looking. Mm-hmm. I love it. It looks like it would be very cozy and have that kind of interest to create this. It's like a popcorn stitch. Jenny's really much better at this than it's, I am. Um... It's a reversible textured lace pattern. Oh. So I think there's like a, probably a knit three together mm-hmm. or a pearl three together. Kind of like a trinity-esque. Some, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With some, something making it open, like yarn overs or something. And it is also in a worsted weight yeah. uh, and a good amount of worsted. Mm-hmm. So that's for the, like the two skeins that you have. two skeins of Elsa. Yeah, it would, possibly. But, you know, I also have two skeins of Rios in, like, a red-black color, Cumparacita, Mm -hmm. that could be kind of pretty for that, too. I love these long cowls that you wrap twice. (laughs) Jenny's all about getting cozy. Because then you don't have any neck exposure. Mm-hmm. You know? And like neck exposure, I think, is is key. My yeah. acupuncturist would say that the whole reason we ever get sick is because our necks are showing. <laughs> uh, and then there's a deep cove scarf, which is a biased... Um, diagonal lace. Di- yeah, diagonal lace pattern. It's pretty, but I think, you know, me and scarves, it takes a lot for me to actually knit a scarf. And it's knit lengthwise. Well, that might help me, actually. I don't know. Those long rows. Yeah, the long rows. I don't know why. Then it's a little less troubling for me than doing the whole thing. And it's also a worsted. Wait, it's a nice, nice that's so much in worsted. And then a, a nice set of mitts that I think are a nice complement. I don't think it's the same stitch pattern, but they complement the cowl. And in the picture, they're knit in the same colorway, but. They um, they look like they make a nice set. Actually, the mitts could be a, too. Um, make a good set with any of the items in there. Right. So I I think that Judy does great work with lace and just how she puts patterns together, um, and uh, having 
worked one of her patterns now. I know that it's really well written. She includes a page of instructions, sort of read this before you get going, and then has the charts there for those of us who prefer charts to written instruction. And I really, it's interesting. Um, during Single Skein September, a lot of people knit this pattern called the Cafe Olay Mitts, and it's a free pattern. I downloaded it, and I was super excited, and then saw that the, there's no charts. It's all written. What? And I just, I know, I need to just make the chart is what I need to do, and it's not that difficult. I just need to sit down and chart it out for myself because right. it's so much easier for me to read the chart. Um, so thank you, Judy, for including the charts. Yeah. But um, we, you know, Jenny and I aren't the biggest sock knitters in the world, so we're not really doing a big Socktober contest or, you know, knit along, I guess. But we'd like to give away some sock yarn for Socktober. Yes. Along with, uh, from Judy, the Urban Forest Knits collection. So um, we will, I'll start a thread in the Ravelry group. And if you could just post there maybe what your favorite fall accessory is. And um, we will randomly select a winner to win a skein of sock yarn, undetermined, but probably awesome because it will come from Jenny's collection <laughs> and um, and Judy's uh, collection of patterns. We also have giveaways for single skein September, but it's not yet October 13th, which I gave as the deadline. Right. So I will um, post this episode. When I post this episode, I will add an addendum with the winners to it and so post this after October 13th. And then I save the deadline for this contest, the Sock Yarn Urban Forest Knits, I'm going to say November 9th, which I believe is a Friday. Let's say November 10th, which is the Saturday. So, all right. Um, enjoy your knitting, and we will be back talking to you soon. Bye! So fall is upon us, and we thought we would talk a little bit about sweaters. Oh, sweaters. Oh, sweaters. I, earlier this year, thought um, secretly I was going to do uh, 12 sweaters in 12 months again. I don't know why. I can't even remember what I got out. Like, I got two sweaters down or something, and I was like, yeah, I'm totally going to tear this out. Um, And then, you know, everything intervenes. Um, I do have on the needles... um, the gnarled oak cardigan still that I pick up because I'm in this like large stockinette portion. Uh-huh. So like every once in a while when I don't have something readily available, that's what I pick up to work on. Um, but I have been thinking about sweaters in general and I wanted to talk a little bit about the most recent issue of Knitwear, which is the high and I don't even know how to describe it. It's another interweave publication. And I... I can't describe what... It's supposed to be kind of like more fashion forward Hmm. than the typical interweave, I guess. Mm -hmm. But different from knit scene, which I guess is supposed to be more Younger, yeah. So there are a few sweaters in this issue that I really um, like. One of uh, which is the Thermal Pullover Mm -hmm. by Alison Dykusen, who we had mentioned on our last episode as the Sweatshop of Love, and she had those knit plus shelter patterns. And this is really, it kind of reminds me, Jenny, a little bit of Notre Dame de Grasse a little bit. Right. Like, just the feel of it. It has, um, a, it's not a lozenge pattern, is it? What is that? It looks like a cocoon. The, oh, it a does. A cocoon pattern. Like a cocoon pattern. And it's the reverse, it looks like most of it is reverse stockinette. Right. 
and a v-neck um, pullover and it's in this beautiful natural color wool I am um, I really love that and the other one I really love is the mirrored cable swing coat mm -hmm. it's knit in a super bulky the blue sky alpaca is bulky I think <laughs> I just love the idea of having a sweater made out of that <laughs> like just that think just... about the pilling oh yeah think about the pilling about though, I wonder if I could make that in um, that toots that I have. The other toots <laughs> I know, the many lives of Toots LeBlanc. Uh, you could, I could, but you know what? That brown toots, the one that I have still, has a very different gauge than the one that I made my campus jacket in. Right. Ooh, it's gonna get cold, and I can wear my wear campus, campus jacket again. Yay! Yay! <laughs> So those are two patterns that lately have come out. And actually the cover sweater too, which I do not have the name of in front of me, um, which is this light gray. And it's a variation on the three button cardigan, except for that it it's actually, asymmetrical. and it comes all the way over. Like our old style three button cardigan sort of like came together in the center and was open in the center. Right. Um, but this actually completely closes and has a little texture. Um, so... I like those. And then you mentioned to me that Mel Clark has a new book that came yeah. out in the spring. And um, what is this? A lot of like, a lot like accessories. Really, um, a lot of cute things. Cute things. But the thing that immediately <laughs> grabbed my eye was the everyday cardigan. Yes. This is a cropped, slightly v-necked. Rounded um, edges mm -hmm. in the front. It's very cute with a long ribbing on the sleeve, and it's knit in Cascade 220. Um, God. I know. What a bargain. What a bargain. The smallest one is... 880. Is 880, and that's Four for... Four skeins. A 33-inch bust, so even if I think you made... Well, the largest is six skeins, so yeah, it's pretty... That's a pretty good deal, especially if you've got that at, like, the web sale. When they had the Cascade. Man, I remember one time going nuts at the web sale online and getting Cascade 220. It was, like, $4 a ball. I'm going to felt everything. Oh, my God. I think I still have this, like, big picnic basket filled with <laughs> felty yarns that I haven't even dared to look in. But the reason, and this is not a sweater, but the reason Jenny brought it up was... Um, Actually, because there's knitted tights in this book, <laughs> which, of course, is so awesome. Koigu Tangerine Color Knitted Tights. Wow. So it says the smallest size only takes 350. How is that possible? No, I don't think... No. No. No, because the largest takes 1,400. Yeah. I think it's basically 1,400 for an adult size. And she said that, like, they stretch so much that, like, the sizing is really flexible. And basically, you just knit... Until it fits your leg, and then and then you knit the top part. Yeah, I I don't. I'm not even gonna say I wish I could do this because I don't. I really don't. There's I just, wish I wish I could buy it somewhere. <laughs> this is where I wish I had like one of those old fashioned sock machines, right? Where right, you right. could just like crank it out, right, and then have it. But wow, yeah, that is cuckoo. I mean, and she even talks about in the book how. It, it does take a, quite a long time to make. <laughs> um, I remember one time, um, there's a small boutique in um, San Francisco called Dima. 
And I remember going in there once, and they had hand-knit um, stockings, so not full tights, but, like, you could buy these. And they might have been crocheted, but I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, there's no amount of money that would get me to be able to sell something that I, like, like that they were, like, $80 or something. Uh, I remember thinking, even at $80, that's not enough money to compensate the person who made no, those. No, no. Maybe if there was, like, $500. But who's going to pay $500 for knitted tights? Yeah, I don't know who's going to pay $80, you know, but <laughs> maybe somebody. Um, I also, um, um, a couple patterns in a new book called November Knits caught my eye. That's not out yet, right? Uh, no, not quite yet. I'm not sure what the release date is. It says October. But I'm not sure if, oh, digital edition, interweave by ebook. Did you see this? Uh-uh. Oh, interesting. I'm going to click here and give you guys a little information. Yeah, you can buy it and download it right now as an ebook. Now, I wonder if you'll be able to get it as a Kindle book. It's a PDF. I also wonder if it's in color. It's also $20, which I bet you is going not going to be much less than the Amazon. No, the Amazon price for the paperback is... 1621. Interesting. It's interesting to see how people are doing this digital model. I know, especially because the, the cost to transfer a digital file versus printing out and transporting books around the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I know weird. you're paying for the intellectual property, but like. It seems like there should it be. It seems weird that it's more expensive. Mm hmm. Yeah. But the pattern that really caught my eye, and part of it is, of course, this amazing color, is the burdock cardigan. And it reminds me of the... Oh, man, I just had the name of this. Minimalist? The Minimalist cardigan, exactly. <laughs> because it has that same shape. Uh, shape, but it has this awesome, like, it's called a star pattern. This great stitch pattern, textured stitch pattern that it's a lace but it's pretty dense mm -hmm. and um and i like again like that shape of it's it's a cardigan without a closure yeah just open fronts open fronts which is how i ended up wearing my um campus jacket and my girl friday both were just kind of open in the front um and this color this is a mountain colors mountain goat mm. and beautiful green I have been thinking when I think about sweaters um, that the V-neck is really versatile for the way that I wear cardigans. Like generally open, mm -hmm. generally with some other garment that you know I'm not, I'm not wearing it as my principal garment. It's always the secondary garment. Right. And as I've looked at my wardrobe as part of the seam allowance mm -hmm. and what I'm creating, I it really is like. How do I think about the sweater more as the accessory than as the centerpiece? Because right. definitely when I knit, I think, oh, this is going to be the centerpiece. But how often do you end up taking your sweater off anyway? Right. You know, like All you have, the time. Right. Yeah. So really just having to sort of reassess that, the role of that. Um, I've been kind of fantasizing about making a brioche stitch cardigan with raglan sleeves. Mm-hmm. Is there something in that knitting brioche? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. 
um, be so cozy in like this like a natural white or something. You know what that reminds me of? That, it does remind me of one of the sweaters in that book, but it also reminds me of a sweater that's in that Veronique Avery knitting classic style. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? It's it's modeled for a man, and it's knit in oh, Pestaza, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's a sweater that we've talked about before. Um, I can totally picture it on the guy. Yeah, he's kind of like a guy. Yeah, there guy. he is. Yeah. Yeah. His llama cardigan. I don't remember it being called that. It's knit in Montera, not Pestaza, but they're of the same yeah. style yarn. And that is... Oh, this is a broken rib. It's not a brioche stitch. And it's also not a raglan. Kind of the same aesthetic. The same kind of concept. I want to say that the one from knitting um, uh, brioche is called the library cardigan. Yeah, I think it is. Um, Nancy Marchant. And it... um, Oh, she's this... Harlem jacket. It's the women's version, but the it's the man's sweater that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. The book yeah. exchange. Love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of a raglan. It's actually it's a, a saddle, saddle shoulder, shoulder yeah. but with with style lines that kind of are like a raglan. That's Cascade Two Twenty Two. Ah, look at that. Look at that with these nice patch pockets, mm. and the exam one of the versions is in a natural color it's lovely that's what I would like mm-hmm. I will wear it every day <laughs> well it's funny you should say like we're talking about some of these bulkier weight sweaters because there does seem to be a little bit of a trend towards using fingering weight yarn I was looking recently um, at knitting Adrian another sweater I don't know why <laughs> masochism I guess um, and the sweater I was really drawn to was a Vera Valmaki pattern. Uh-huh. And there's an adult version called, I think they're both called Gathering Stripes. And the adult version's in sport weight, and um, the kids' version is in fingering weight. And, um, but the problem is, for me, is that currently in my stash, I don't have even enough yarn to knit um, a kid's sweater in fingering weight. Like, really? I'd have to do... Yeah, I don't have, like, a single color. Okay. Like, I do have enough yarn mm-hmm. if I, like, did some crazy striped right. madness, right? Like, so the the gathering stripes for the kid size, I think the I would make the size four, mm-hmm. even though he's not even quite three, but why mess with the size two at this point? Right. You need, for the second size for the kids, you need 600... Um, well, 550 yards, no, what is it, 600 yards, that's right, of the main color, 160 of the contrasting. Hmm. And so I don't have anything where I have 600. Right, um, fingering. Of fingering. I did think, of it, though, about could you do something, and there's a couple versions of this where people kind of fade into from one color to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I can find one that's really a good example. Well, yeah. one that, this one where they um, they actually use multiple colors, but someone does it where it's, it is really cute. Yeah. Come on, look at that. Well, whatever you use, it better be really soft. Don't worry. I, I, I learned the hard way. 
Oh, here's this person used various different color yarns. This is really cute with the Aww. rainbow and the gray. Um, but there's one in here. I'll just keep flipping. I'm looking at these gorgeous examples. I was thinking I have some plucky merino, more of it. One is a one skein wonder that's like a dark gray. And then I have this yellow that's called Princess Phone. And then I have this um, purple cashmere and merino sock yarn that's from that store in Portland. And they have their own brand. Yes. Yes. And it's called Dublin Bay. Dublin Bay. And the yarn is called uh, Luna. And the brand I cannot remember. And so. I Solstice? Solstice yarns. Yay, Jenny. I can't believe I remember that. Good for you. I'm like, something about stars. No. Uh, there we go. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, could it, you could kind of combine three colors. If you use more of the contrasting yarn, then you wouldn't need, you know, a full 600 of the main yarn. But I love the, all these ones that are gray with like a pop of color. Yeah. So there's that. Is that appealing? Oh, gosh. Could, look at this. That cow neck is really wide. It is. You're right. Like it kind of, because kids are pretty narrow. But their heads are huge. <laughs> but you're right. You could definitely bring that in. Yeah. Because it even buttons on the side. Yeah. But I think that's the design element, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, there's a version for kids and there's a version for... Um, adults. Adults. And I really I like that. And it's actually reminding me of a pattern by... I feel like that nautical stripe thing is very current. Yeah, it is very much. There's a pattern by Heidi Kiermeyer. That I'm the thinking. Shell Seeker? Yes, the Shell Seeker. And that is actually knit in a heavier weight. Is that a worsted weight? Because I remember vaguely looking at Miss Babs at um, Stitches. Yeah, it's at, worsted. Oh, yeah. It's Spun and Chloe's sweater, which I think is actually. Erin? Yeah, I think it's way thicker. I, I don't know. I wonder what people have used for that. That is really cute. I'm not 100% sure I want to have stripes like that. You know what I really love is the pocket. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I love the pocket. Um, so plucky merino worsted, Tosh Sport. Wow, people use kind of all like, sorts of things. All sorts of things. No kidding. Kotlin, Cascade Two Twenty. Yeah, I think what I w I thought about was if there were two great um, skeins of yeah, so what a skein that I couldn't resist, but. I managed to resist. I bought that lace weight. Uh, oh, that's right. Speaking of that sweater, a... I was going to make that. Um, it also is called Veronica. That's a cocoa knits pattern. That uh -huh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. swancho. Yes. Um, oh yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice seasonal knit. It is. It's a transition garment. It right. is, but it really is for, like, the cover-up. That's not... I'm not going to be wearing that around at work, you know? It would have you know to be mean? kind of the featured thing. Mm -hmm. I can see you wearing it with, like, a pencil skirt. Or you could wear... Yeah, true enough. Or, you know, I feel like going out in the evening, like I ever do that. <laughs> so often that I'm out in the evening these days. You know, socializing, getting a drink with the gals yeah. from the secretarial pool. Um... Sure. If, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Um, you did love it when you had it on. 
I did. I loved it, and I loved the variations um, that I, that she had of it. Um, yeah, your yowza one of skeins. Oh God! So that didn't you use the ones that you had gotten for the terracotta ones? No, no, no. And you have quite a bit of that. I could use that to make my brioche stitch cardigan. Mm-hmm. That would be cozy. I love the stuff that I made in that I yard. Think if it's taking me so long to knit all these projects, I mean, at least Yaozo What a Skein is like a, a bigger yarn than what I'm, what I'm trying to finish. You know, with it's like, bigger because what is the born? <laughs> well, the born is the born is um. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of that my BFL sport mm-hmm. and then my fingering weight silk. That's just taking forever. That's the that's the t-shirt. A, the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Where are you on that? I'm at the endless stockinette portion. Mm, yeah, the endless stockinette. All right, let's not even think about that. Right now. <laughs> I mean, really, like that uh, sweater. I was like, uh, you can wait till spring for that one. Yeah, where are you gonna wear that? Who I knows? Know. And and that is not. It's like the other problem with like knits, like knits as like that is like, it's my knitted garment. You know, it's right. not like something you can put an outfit together around. You know, right. And that's a little bit how I feel about my my blue grapevine pullover. Blue grapevine. Oh yes. See, I think that the silk top would be easier. More versatile. More versatile. The I mean, you can wear both of those with jeans. Right. Right. Both of those with a skirt. I think particularly the silk one. Right. And the other one is bamboo. Yes. And long sleeve. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, bamboo's tricky because it has that sheen and that drag. Like the at some drape. point, it gets it gets it just stretches gets long. Yeah, yeah. It needs something to sort of bolster it. Yeah, I don't know what that wool. You know. Um, yeah. Hmm. I know. Well, then I also wonder sometimes: Have I reached the saturation point with sweaters? I recently. Cleaned out my closet, mm-hmm. and I gave away a bunch of my hand knit sweaters. Wow! Just like gave them away, like to Goodwill. Well, to my sister. Yeah. Well, that's good. I was like, Alma, I'm gonna get rid of these sweaters. She's like, Bring them to my house. What sweaters were they? I got rid of um, Amelia. Really? Yeah. I've been thinking kind of the same thing. Amelia went away. Um. That blue, what's the name of that cardigan again? With the ruching. Oh, yeah, the tea leaves cardigan? Yeah, tea leaves cardigan's gone. The, the sweater I made the, out of the pink yaoza. Mm-hmm. Um, you got rid of that one? Mm-hmm. Were those all three-button cardigans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what you're saying is this is the death knell to the three-button <laughs> cardigan. <laughs> Pretty no much. I also got rid of, like, um... Do you remember um, the Molly Ringwald? Yes, I remember that. I, we were obsessed yeah, with that. I know. Yeah. It's funny because away. those, okay, of those cardigans, maybe not the tea leaves because I know that took a long time, but the Amelia, Molly Ringwald, and um, 
the one it's from knitting New England it's the New England mm-hmm. knits right the pink one right um, were kind of surprised like I would call them dark horse knits like things that I didn't expect you to knit that you hadn't perseverated about forever that you right. just were like I'm gonna make this and it's like boom you had a sweater <laughs> it's so funny that like now they're all like eh, uh, I know. easy come easy go pretty much <laughs> um so those are gone and now I have some uh so what are you, holes. What are you left with? What am I left with? What am I left with? Well, as I mentioned, Notre Dame de Grasse. Do you? I still, I kept that, and I kept, we know what else I should get rid of is um, the cocoon, the Rowan cocoon poncho worn? thing that I never wear. <sighs> Hold on to that for a little bit. Okay. I loved that. But then the, it was like it was that the concept. It was the problem with like the giant sleeves and like right, you couldn't you... put a coat on over it. <laughs> and if it was cold enough to wear that thing, then you, you needed, needed a, a coat. coat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. I do. Yeah. Um well we haven't quite hit sweater weather here. Like I feel like some mornings a little bit of a twinge of it, but uh-huh. Generally, what I've still been wearing are my thin store-bought cardigans. Right. Um, but what I take from that is thin is good. Right. Well, All, I mean, it has to be layerable. Like, right. The weather here is so weird. Hmm. Hmm. I, it's funny because I don't want to say this is a total switch for me because I think of myself as a sweater knitter. I mean, what am I going to mm-hmm. do, knit socks? No. Well, you know who we're always talking about the wearable blanket? I'm thinking about just <laughs> knitting the freaking blanket, you know? And having forget, the blanket. Forget about wearing it. You just yeah. Have a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too, uh, yeah, it's too, that's too much of an investment, I think, for me. The blanket. The blanket. Not if you knit it in Udon. <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, it's a monetary investment, but not a time investment by any means. Although, you know, that said about sweaters, I feel like if I knit just accessories and shawls for the next, like, three years, I certainly have the yarn for those all those projects. Right. And then maybe by then I'm, I'll need a sweater again and I can go back to my sweater stash. Right. Because I don't think it's a ton of stuff. The thing that I keep torturing myself over, and I should just knit a sweater out of, but I can never decide... Do you know where this is going? Uh, can you can, I mean, you can guess like a million things. So <laughs> I'm just trying to see if you're psychic more than anything. I am not psychic. Art fibers Ming. Oh, God. I had that like browny, purpley color. What's interesting is I think of it as a brown. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a raisin right. color. Um, but it definitely, I've heard people refer to it as purple. Or I've seen people say color number five is purple. And I think of color number five as brown. Um, and one sweater I think about that, for that, one of the things I thought about is um, a Stephanie Glowick McDonald pattern called... You know what scares me about Ming? Pilling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Um, shoot, where is it, Cecily? What um, am I going to do about my art fiber stash? <laughs> what are you going to do? What's in it? Oh, God. I almost went to Art Fibers recently, and I was like, you cannot do that. (laughs) Okay, this is the sweater, though. Let me stop you for a moment. It's chalet. it's so cute. It's v-neck. It's not super long. It's got little pockets. And, of course, I look at it, I'm like, can't I just make up a sweater like that? And I think, if I got Gage, 
It would just be easier if someone else had written the pattern for that me. That is really the perfect sweater for you. No. I could totally see you wearing that. And I think about that Ming that's just been sitting there forever. Right. And something at this gauge is going to, I mean, this is 19 over 4, is going to knit up pretty quickly. It's got cute little... Um, Designs on the pockets? Yeah, just a little relief on the pocket. And it buttons pretty low. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with all the skirts and uh, blouses that I'm going to start sewing, <laughs> I'm not going to feel so bad. Yes, the pilling factor, though, is definitely there. But what else am I going to do with 1,100 yards of Ming? Yeah. A blanket? It's also going to pill. I mean, a skirt? That would be terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> so. I can't even contemplate that. Right. So it's even like I think about the right amount of yardage. I I don't know. I guess I would make probably would make more than like the thirty four, which is only nine hundred yards. So I'd still have two hundred yards left over to make a cow. I think part of it is because she's also dressed totally like how I dress in this yeah. <laughs> like little kicky skirt. Skirt. Yeah. Like oh, this is what I wear every day. Mm. This is also making me want to buy some fries boots. <laughs> So anyway, that is that is one thing that I thought about. She's got, you know, as always, she's got some really cute sweaters. No, um, I think I think I want to make more um, more Aaron knits. I mean, really, really Aaron designs. Uh, yeah, not just Aaron weight yarn. No, mm -hmm. like big cabley things. Yeah. Well, that actually, you know, I still want to really, I still really want to make filing deals. That's on my list. But the blanket, let's go. So the wearable blanket slash, I mean, what if you took the filing deals design mm -hmm. and made a big blanket mm -hmm. out of some of your natural color cormo? I don't think I have enough. Okay, well maybe it's not a big blanket. Right. Maybe it's a lap blanket. Right. You know, that has, that uses those motifs without having to do the shaping, without having to knit the arms. And it's a, it's a nice, pretty throw and that nice, smushy yarn. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to get more Cormo, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. D-stash. I know. Maybe <laughs> if I D-stash significantly, that will be my reward. <laughs> and then I have to cast on immediately. So how much do you have one sweater worth of Cormo? Because you knit a sweater. Well, I in knit Cormo. a sweater in the Cormo. Well, I knit two sweaters in Cormo. Oh, okay. I made um, the must-have, mm -hmm. which turned yeah, out weird, yeah. and I gave it to my neighbor. And then um, I made the that pullover. Oh, that's so cute! Yeah, I love that sweater. Yes, I love that sweater too. Um, I want to make more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Portland, right? Yeah. Yes. Huh, you know, I listened um, to an old episode called Sweater Weather. I believe it's episode, like, 72. And in it, we are talking about what is the book that you would want to knit everything from. Uh-huh. And I think, I don't, I think it's that I said I wanted to knit everything from a fine fleece. And mm -hmm. you said that you wanted to knit every style 
from uh, Barbara Walker's name from the top down. Oh, right. Including the pants. Nice. <laughs> but you've really made progress on knitting from a vine fleece. You've knit... One thing. That's it? That's it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, if you knit Violet Dales, you'll have knit two, which is two more than me. And right now, you're even one more ahead of me. <laughs> um, I think you could take some of that concept, you know, and turn it into something yeah. else instead of... A sweater. Feeling like you have to knit a sweater. Hmm. It's sort of like... Sweater malaise. Like, the last time I remember talking about sweaters, I feel like we're, like, all about sweaters, and now... Well, maybe it's just, like, the type of... I think I feel better about knitting sweaters now that I've gotten rid of some sweaters that mm-hmm. I don't wear that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to make more classic-style kind of sweaters. I think it's about finding the style that works for you, and, you know, there's a lot to be said about the right body type, mm-hmm. but I also think it's not just about body type. It really is about your lifestyle. It's about what goes with the rest of your wardrobe, what goes I think. With the, well, what you do on a day-to-day basis, what right. goes with the rest of your wardrobe, and the climate you live in. Right. You know, so... It, I can't knit any more Toots LeBlanc bulky sweaters. Yeah. I mean... I know, and I, I have... I love them. I have another, I mean, a small sweater's worth of it. But I don't live in Nepal. <laughs> I have to say, my campus jacket, did you make that? No. I thought that you were going to at I some was, point. Of course I was going to at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though, Like even though we don't live in Nepal, because it's I can wear it when I don't want to wear a coat that day. Right. Well, it's that is pe- a coat. It is a coat, and it's great for pants. Right. It's great to wear with pants. Yeah. And then, like, if it's a Monday and it's really cold in my, in my library, then I can wear it through yeah. a certain point and still be able to work in it. Um. Wow. That's what gave me the false sense that I could knit. Um, the 2000, uh-huh, the 12, 12 and 12? Uh, the 12 and 12. Was, uh-huh. I knit that sweater, and I was like, yeah, I did it. I knit a sweater super fast. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I knit, knit three sweaters this year. But, um, um yeah, so I think it's just finding that right combination. I'll be interested to see, and I mean, obviously it hasn't been the weather to wear that Portland sweater quite yet, that if that Portland sweater eventually gets used. But don't just, yeah, don't, it looks so cute when you finish it and put it on right away that mm-hmm. if there's a part like next spring where you're like, I haven't worn this yet, don't give it away just yet. Okay. Because it really fit you so well. Okay. It was really well proportioned to you. It, we were so afraid as you were finishing it that it was going to look like a giant 80s sweater, and it right. totally did not. It actually had a real nice shape. So, all right, hold on tight to that I one. Get, I don't get rid of that one. Don't get it. Don't <laughs> just throw it out. Um, hmm. All right, so I'm going to do some more ruminating on that. There's... Um, and I actually want to, I'd like to hear from people who have been sweater knitters for a while if you feel like you go through these peaks and valleys, which, you know, of course people do, but I feel like this, we've always just been like, sweater, 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 and then we're like, hmm. I think we go through weird trends. Like, remember we were really into, like, sleeveless tops for a long time? Hmm. We were like, lotus blossom tank. Hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you made another top, the silk top. The silk top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Josephine top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. God, I never wear that. I never wear that. Why don't I ever wear that? 
It's so cute. That was my question to all of my clothing. <laughs> Why don't I ever wear you? Because at some point you have too much or, I don't know, it gets buried under something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got rid of my Lotus Blossom tank, too. Oh, I got rid of my Lotus Blossom tank a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and we were obsessed with that. There was a lot of great things to be said about that, except for that, just, except for that ultimately, I never wore it. I got rid of a bunch of bamboo t-shirts I knit last summer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went through that bamboo stage because there were some great bamboo yarns at Art Fibers. Yeah. You got sucked into. Here's what you need to do about your Art Fibers stash. Knit it. And don't buy any more until you, it's all gone. And then you won't have a problem. What am I going to do with my remaining bamboo art fiber stash? Destash it on Ravelry. I do need to destash it on Ravelry. Does anyone want <laughs> some gold, golden yellow, wheat colored tuk tuk? So it it isn't a. No, it's not tuk tuk. It's, it's um, kanji. It's like a bamboo oh, silk. Yeah, that's a bamboo silk. Like fingering weight. And I have like two thousand yards of it, Why so you can make yards? whatever you want. <laughs> I I don't know because I was crazy that day, Nicole. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we will report back soon enough. <laughs> And is it, it's a, we'll let you know but either of us have knit another sweater in any time. Well, soon. I'm counting Pimlico Shrug as a sweater if I ever finish it. Okay. I think so. I think that that is reasonable. Um, yeah, I just have to get out of this uh, shawl. Oh, that's right, because I was going to finish. I see what I see where this all went. What about the hell. Japanese sweater you're going to make? What about it? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> I actually thought about them the other day, and I was going to knit that in Bodega Pastures. Right. We had a plan. I know, but every time I look at that pattern, and I know that allegedly they're easy to read, my my eyes go cr- I just like, I'm like, oh my god, I have to figure this out. I feel like I've lost brain space for like, really puzzling out these things. Yeah, I mean, Yes. I want to be able to... Well, your brain space is completely occupied by sewing. Mm-hmm. And, like, figuring out sewing stuff. Right. You can, like, simultaneously figure out things Maybe on they... multiple fronts. Yes. I know. I, I, it's sort of Do disappointing. the same intensity. It's, it's sort of disappointing to feel like a lot of my knitting has gone to the stockinette end. But at the same time, I do think that that ultimately is what... It's more wearable. It's more wearable. Because yeah. I think about, like... Coco knits and Julie's Julie Weisenberger's patterns, and um, there's a lot of stockinette. Oh, here it is, Belle. Remember when I was telling you that she had a pattern that was this crazy? I think this is it. It's like this crazy thing that's on the bias, and if you put your head in it, it like shaped it one way. This is it, I think. Wow. Um, I can't. I think this is it. Yeah, September of 2012. So it's knit in this this. Sh- the shape where you think that it would be square on, like just a, oh, but it's got those bat wingy things, like a square on but bat wingy. Uh-huh. But when you put it on, it actually makes the whole fabric bias, mm. and it's it was really cool looking. It's very cutting edge. Um, when I went yarn shopping with, oh, did you see Rachel Heron's finished Mishka? Yes, is, is that what cute? it is, Mishka? Yeah. yeah. 
No, I saw her finish. She finished that. She finished Mishka. Yeah. I saw her in a different Julie pattern. It was one of the linen ones that has the bias down. Like mm. maybe it was Anna. I saw her in this. I think I didn't see her in person in Mishka. But no, I saw on her, on her blog. blog. Yeah. Yes, I think I saw her and Anna on her blog. So, I think she just posted it. Oh, you should mm-hmm. check it out. I should. I've, I've always lusted after Mishka, which is a the cable, asymmetrical HMM cables, cables um, that doesn't have an official closure. Um, which I think in the picture is actually closed by a crochet hook. <laughs> That's kind of genius. Uh, it's not. It's a sweater closer, but in the photo, it does kind of look like a. Crochet. You could kind of close it with like a cable needle. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the world of sweaters—it's always expanding. They're never going to stop making sweater patterns. That's part of the problem. I feel like there are more and more sweater patterns, like. Like the New Twist Collective and, mm-hmm. and Interweave and this knitwear thing. And, yeah, right. Yeah. And all the wool people patterns. Oh, are, I know. I mean, there's a lot out there. Ugh. It's hard to really fall in love and commit to something because <laughs> there's so much out there, actually. Well, it's funny because then people just keep, you know, not only that, but then there's the independently produced. Like, So I had seen this. And, no, this is not I saw an Amy Christopher's pattern that was in a wool people, and then that led me to her new pat or recently pattern Stonecutter's cardigan, uh, I which love is that. oh yeah, it's in Jenny's favorite yarn, Blackstone Tweed. Um, and it's a cable. It might be Amy Christopher's favorite yarn because her William Met jacket is knit in Blackstone Tweed as well. And isn't that what um, the original... I know you made your Heidi Kiermeyer... Uh, yeah, in Blackstone Tweed. Was that originally also yeah. in Blackstone yeah. Tweed? I think this is the designer's yarn of choice. Yeah. Mm. Who can resist a Tweedy yarn that's soft? Yeah, seriously. With a little bit of Angora that doesn't shed, right? Yeah. Nice. And it doesn't pill super badly. Nice. All right, we will leave you in the muddle of... Sweater patterns and hope that you can yeah, we have find no your clear way thoughts. We have no we have no <laughs> guidance for you. But um, maybe you have some guidance for us and if so you can post on the stash and burn stash and burn boards. Yes. About um, what sweaters how you're deciding what sweaters to knit and and how they fit into your life. I'm kinda curious to see what other people are doing. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. listeners this is nicole and i wanted to draw the names for the winners for single skein september i have four winners here for the four prizes that we have and the first is dutch girl 63 dutch girl 63 you are the winner of the classic elite fresco and the tiger's eye pattern by amy kiefer figured it was the right nice amount of yarn to uh, go with that pattern the second winner, who is the winner of the Art Yarns Super Merino, is Phoenix Fire. Um, and the third winner is Maybe Baby 23. 
and you will be winning the Rowan Felted Tweed. It's two skeins of this raspberry colored Rowan Felted Tweed. And the fourth winner is of three skeins of Rowan Calmer, one in light blue and two in a dark brown. And that will go to Mish Makes Things. So um, if you will get in touch with me, PM me your address and on Ravelry. When I have all of your addresses, I'll probably just make one trip to the post office. So uh, PM me. I will give you a little time before I try to contact you, just in case you want to hear this as a surprise on the podcast. I feel a little bad because Jessica Rose of the Double Nut Podcast, who knit like over 20 things in single skein September's name did not get drawn in this random drawing. So Jessica, I will be sending you maybe a little Ravelry prize or prize through Ravelry just because I, I feel that that much single skein knitting uh, deserves a reward. <laughs> so um, I'm sorry, it's taken a little while to get this episode out from when we recorded it. I had a sick child and then I thought my computer was broken, but it turns out thankfully it is not. Um, and I just uh, want to say again, um, for in honor of October, October, uh, leave a comment in the thread on Ravelry um, that I'm going to start about what your favorite accessory is, and we'll do a drawing after November 10th. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh,